Ooh, I always like when it's made with a real cheddar. Mmm. There- oh, oh no. there it is! Oh, no, oh. now you started, though? Like, this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics. The podcast version of two old men sitting on rocking chairs on their porch on a warm summer day, drinking iced tea and bitching about all the kids on their lawn with your two hosts, Emkel and Skanky. How are you doing today, Skanky? Hey, how are you? Now that you did that, I feel like I've already done this intro. We <laughs> like have done this, this intro before. Oh, man. If you do something long enough, everything's just a remix <laughs> or just, a remake. Honestly, it's a remake. Yeah. It every is. every podcast that we do here is a remake. It's true. It's true. It's just, eventually, we'll get it right. <laughs> eventually, we'll get it one right. Day, one day. One day. One day. They just keep throwing money at us to make new ones. And we only know we can only work in one spectrum of our abilities. And they just keep expecting something else out of us. So. I don't know. I have I have crackers on my desk, and I almost just took one and started eating it. Like that would have been high quality podcast mm. content. Oh yeah, right there's there. some good crack. Oh, what kind of crackers shit. do you have? I have uh, Keebler Club and Cheddar sandwich crackers made with real cheddar cheese. Ooh, I always like when it's crackers. made with real cheddar. Mm. There. Oh, oh no. there it is. Oh no, oh. now you started though. Like this is going to be a problem. Oh no. Oh no. You need to talk for a second while I chewing. Sorry. Um, so, uh, oh, shit. What do we talk about on this podcast? Um, how about that weather we're having? You know, we like... Like salting crackers? Like, <laughs> you put a whole bunch in your mouth, and you're like, oh, God, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> like, my mouth is so dry right now. What have you been doing, Amcall? What what has your life been like recently? <clears throat> so most days I go to bed, um, and then I wake up and I do a few things. And that's oh, it. Give me some give me some details though, because I feel like I mean we haven't seen you on Twitch in a while. That is true. That I is think true. people deserve an update. Oh man! And by people, I mean me, because I oh, want. Oh, know. there we go. If it was just you, then then I'm fine. I'm fine. Then it's fine. Update. But if it's yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. Yeah. No. Um. So I mean, it's it's a couple things. It's a couple things. Like first of all, it's um. Well, this weekend. This weekend's easy. Let's start with. No, we'll get to this weekend in a minute. But let's talk about Twitch overall, um, and why why I've been mysteriously absent or not mysteriously. Um, I mean, first problem is is that it's busy season at work, and so I tend to be I a have less time and I'm around a lot less in general um around this period of time and so it's kind of like just coinciding with that and then there's just i feel like a whole bunch of other life stuff going on and so the weekends are kind of packed with stuff right like mo when i was still streaming on the weekends pretty regularly it would be saturday morning and sunday night but when i have to start working on saturday mornings then that one just goes straight out the window yeah um but it was also kind of starting to hit a second thing where i was just kind of it was stressing me out more to like miss and try and race back to get to stuff um and get to streaming and stuff and so at least for like the past two and a half weeks i was just like out the window screw it i'm not worrying about coming back to hop on to like make sure i stream because it was just giving me so much anxiety um and then this weekend i was at riot fest so it's like this one was already out the window um and so i'm i'm, I'm hoping at least for the on the streaming side um back uh back uh next weekend for for some streams but okay but we'll, we'll see it's all it's all kind of up in the air there's lots of lots of lots of stuff going on it feels like um always stuff going on there's always stuff going on there's always stuff going on but i will say i will say that i've uh i've been i've been creeping and lurking in in a few people's streams so mm. it's uh it's uh you know don't tell anyone i don't want my cover blown I, I i think i might actually i didn't i didn't think about this until just now but i actually might just log out of twitch to watch people's streams so <laughs> i don't i so i don't show up in their in their chat i could just kind of relax for a bit uh -huh. um like i was in your i was in your stream um uh, a little bit for friday and a little bit yesterday 
um, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was just Friday. I don't know, but I was hanging out on your stream for a little bit while you're playing that one game that we need to chat about uh, in a little bit. Oh. But um, oh, okay. But yeah, so I feel like I feel like it's it's kind of I'm I'm getting my my toes back in the water and just kind of want to hang out and watch my friends play games right now. Yeah, um, no, I'm with that. And also, kind of, it hit a little bit of a point where a I didn't know what to play. And all I really wanted to play was Overwatch, but I didn't really want to stream Overwatch anymore. Um, and so it was kind of like the anxiety of like trying to get back to stream and then fit in a good solid like three hours of streaming. But then also being like, all I really want to do is play Overwatch, but I really don't want to stream Overwatch right now. And so, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, um, it kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's been it's been a nice little break. I will say that it's kind of taken off a little bit of like the the pressure. Um, as of right now, I can kind of just like glide on by. But. I feel like September's a tough month for Twitch as well because yeah. everyone's kind of like going back and doing all their things again. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. even like viewers as well. So it's kind of like a September's a slow month. You know. Yeah. No, it, that is really true. I mean, especially you have a lot of like people starting back up at school and. Um. Yeah, it is. That is just people get a, busy a weird like time. during this month. So yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, really, really is September is a weird one. Um, what's kind of funny is that I think a time where you would usually think people would be busy, and with the rest of life they're usually busy is end of November through the end of December. Um, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's not so much on the case on Twitch. I feel like it kind of rebounds a little like a bit because people have more time off. Um, or it's yes. getting cold out in some areas, and so they want to stay inside and home. Um, and so they kind of do that. Like, I think part of the problem with me, at least for the past few weekends is there's been a lot of stuff that has, that's going on in Chicago at the end of the summer. Right. And it's kind of like, as much as I love Twitch, there's also a whole bunch of stuff that I really want to, you know, get to and get done and go experience. And there's only so much time to do that before it's over. Um, so, um, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of, I would say. A little bit of uh, where I've been and what's been going on. So I understand that. You know, also, you do you. I, thank you, thank you, Skinky. Don't worry about it. You got thank it. Thank you. So I, I will. I will say on the flip side. Um, I never talked about it on the podcast, but you and I have talked about it outside of it. But um, but getting rid of affiliate has also kind of taken stress and anxiety and freed me up to be able to do this. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. if I didn't stream for the past three weeks, I would have felt absolutely shitty for anyone that still had a sub to me you know what i mean sure um and because also i know like as subbing to friends like especially if they take like a four five six week break you're like oh like i don't want to you know cancel my sub i want it to be around like if they do get back in streaming but then it's kind of like a weird balance of like when when do i cancel my sub to them like if you didn't stream for like three and a half months like i'd still be sub to you but then it's like at a time it's like are you coming back (laughs) yeah yeah i'm yeah I mean, I even feel bad because I restricted my streaming schedule a lot for this semester mm-hmm. in school and everything. And even I feel bad, you yeah. know, like yeah. just streaming three days a week or whatever it is now. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I, yeah, I hear you. I, I'm yeah. with you, though. I, I, I get that. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, but a big one, like talking about like stuff that I've been up to since, you know, I haven't been on Twitch. Uh, this weekend was Riot Fest. Um, which is Ex- explain to me what Riot Fest is. Riot Fest is a three day music festival in Chicago. Um, it is geared toward it. It used to be more this way. It's less so now. It used to be. I feel like Riot Fest used to be more hardcore. I'm not saying I'm sad that it's less that way, but it used to definitely be a very much a metal punk. Um, type music fest. Um, now it's like metal, punk, you know, hip hop, rap, and then you kind of got some more mainstream stuff too. And it's uh, like a three day festival at Douglas Park in Chicago, and it's just it's awesome. It's got so much music that I absolutely love. Plus, like I don't know, I just kind of like a weekend music festival relaxation type hangout thing um like for example like this year really all the bands i wanted to see were mostly on friday but going um yesterday which was saturday i'm going after recording today on sunday it's nice to be able to just kind of like hang out right like on like there's five stages so it's spread out and it's kind of chill out and drink beer and hang out with friends and just listen and experience new music so yeah um that's what i've been up to this weekend and like i don't know for me like 
talking about like anxiety and stress, like scheduling stuff kind of gets like, well, especially if I have like a very packed schedule. And so it was, that kind of gives me a little bit of like stress and anxiety. And so on with this weekend, especially like I worked Friday and Riot Fest starts at like one and the band or maybe 11, but the bands I wanted to see were like starting around like four thirty, five thirty, And it's like, all right, now I gotta be like, gotta get all my work done. Like, like head out as soon as I can from work and head down to the fest. And like, so I can make sure I can go and see Matt and Kim when they start at five thirty, and um, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, work yesterday and then this, you know, scheduling the podcast today with also trying to get down to the festival ground. So I, you know, I can get as much time to get as much value out of my hundred dollar three day ticket as possible. Um, you know, it gives me a little bit more stress. So like kind of yeah. trying to not pile too much stuff on top of all of that. Um, you know, it's a lot. Kind of it's a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Scheduling shit is hard. And that annoying. is true. That is true. So, but no, but I do. I really, I really write. I saw, I saw Weezer Friday night headlining. Oh my God. That was such a freaking good show. Did they do their, um, Africa? They did. Yeah. Toto. Toto's Africa. Was it good? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I like it that was remake. So good. I do too. I do too. That they or cover, that, I should say, yeah, not really it, a remake, yeah. right? <laughs> the That's not the correct remakes. terminology. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um no, it, it, yeah, they, Skanky, they I'll it. have you know it's not called a remake. <laughs> yes. It's not no, a remake, it's a cover. They, they played that and it was it was good. It was a really, really good show. They put on they just they put on a fantastic show. Um yeah. I was I was really bummed out though. Like not bummed out because of Weezer, but the headliner was supposed to be Blink-182. Um, oh. But the drummer, Travis, was hurt or something and didn't get a doctor's release for it. So oh, they shit. had to cancel, and so Weezer was the makeup for it. And so I was glad because, I got A, I got to see Weezer, and they are going to put on an amazing show. But, like, I am huge fan of Blink-182, and so I was a little bit sad that they weren't going to be there, but they should be there next year. So, Oh, um, hopefully. Blink-182 is awesome. Blink Way 2 is so good. It's so good. Um, I will say probably my favorite my favorite of the weekend would be seeing Bully yesterday, B-U-L-L-Y. Um, I absolutely love their music and their lead singer, she's she's awesome. She has such a unique kind of voice. Like not like not like very, very unique, but like slightly different than a lot of what you hear. And I just I don't know, I really love I really love her and that hmm. the music. So that was a good one. If, I, if you're looking for one band to check out that I listen to at Riot Fest, I would recommend Bully. But it was good stuff. Oh, well, I got to check it out. Yeah, yeah. No, Have same, you ever same. played Rockstar's Bully? No, I did. I watched someone play. Who did I I think I watched Tess play that l- maybe last year, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I've never played it, though. Have you? No, I haven't. But I heard it like crashes a lot on PC. <laughs> oh, I see that. <laughs> All those, all those games that are all optimized. those Rockstar games. <laughs> so, yes, but yeah, no, I mean, maybe I should try playing that. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I hear that. So, hey, one more thing. Yes. One more thing on the on the whole on the whole. Where in the world have I been? We talked about this very early in the podcast. I think it was like maybe the first five to ten episodes. Okay. Um, and it's a if you kind of look at like your overall landscape of stuff that you do, right, and things that you devote energy to, and things that you're into. Um, first of all, hobbies, you know, wax and wane. Sometimes you're committing more time to them. Sometimes you're committing less. But like, you only have so much time to do stuff. And so, as you commit yourself to other things, you have to take time and energy away from something else, right? And what we had talked about at the beginning of Shenantics is when we looked at all the time we would spend streaming and how much time and energy that took, we got. There was other things that we used to do that we didn't spend as much time doing. Um, and a big one with that, like, is obviously health exercise and stuff like that. So if you find enjoyment in those kind of things, then the more, like, you kind of have to give up a little bit of that as you do more streaming, right? And especially yes. if you're, like, working or if you're starting a new job and you have more time to have to devote to work, you have less time for extracurricular stuff. And so I think a second thing that kind of happened with me is that I am spending more time on the health fitness side of things, Body by Thor 2018. Um, And I think that has inadvertently pulled away a bit from the streaming part of it, right? Like if you look at, if I look at where my priorities are right now, streaming got knocked down a bit where the health and fitness got you know, reprioritized higher than it was before. Um, yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like the light bulb analogy, right? You only have, um, you have like, let's say you have three light bulbs, but you only have enough power to like light 
two of them fully. And it's like, if you want to light that third light bulb, you either have to turn one of the other two off or kind of bring down the brightness of the other two so you have enough energy to light the third one at all. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing here. And so it's like, how bright or dim are you going to turn one or two of the other light bulbs to, you know, re to increase the light of the third one? And that's kind of, I, I would say, is what's happening now with me. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, you can only do so much, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's really tough to balance all of that, especially streaming, because it's something that takes a long time to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just like a one hour activity. I mean, it can yeah. be, but, you yeah. know. It's it's for for me even like it's not like a one hour activity thing that mm-hmm. do that I do yeah. even a two hour activity it's just like you have to dedicate a lot of time to it. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. And and if you look at it like with other things with like your life too is like look at like the past not even streaming wise but like look at like the past five to ten years of your life and just even social stuff right the amount of times that you spend with your friends or your significant other or your family like even that goes through like high points and low points right like depending on how much everything else is going on in your life whether it's like i said work or other hobbies like you might see your family a lot less and then other times you might feel like you see them all the time um same thing with friends like you might have a group of friends that you haven't seen for six seven months like at all and then you'll go through and you'll be like oh i just spent like the next month i have three things planned where i'm going to see these people all the time um the same thing kind of is with twitch twitch definitely has a huge social aspect with your friends and there's sometimes that you feel like you get to spend all your time with them and then there's other times where it kind of has to go a little bit to the wayside because of other priorities um and you know that's just you kind of see that with everyone and that's what we also recognize with communities in general right you know sometimes you won't see somebody for a month or two but when they come back a you're happy that they're back and b we kind of understand when people aren't around as much because of what else is going on in their life yeah yeah but i don't know i get that yeah yeah so so we'll see we'll see i should just move to new york yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know. When are you planning the move? I, I I tell you, you know, right now the biggest torchbearer for New York, the biggest the biggest source of of pressure to move out there right now uh-huh. is Gabla. I get I get snaps every once in a while, <laughs> and she makes me miss New York. <laughs> Mostly, she makes me miss hanging out with her. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, hey, if that convinces you. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. You're like, fine, fine. If that's what gets you out, I'll here, get the residual. <laughs> I'll get the residual yeah. M call. So that's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be saying this because I'm gonna get more snaps from Gabla. That's gonna be like convincing me to uh, to move out there. So oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I should god. be asking for extra pressure right then. Now. You're gonna like that's gonna be it, man. You're gonna you're gonna be like stuck. You got you're gonna have to do it. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. No you pressure. can live in Times Square. That's the that was the snap I got. Was it yesterday or two days ago? That was <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said to Gabla, I was like, I was like, oh man, I want to go back there. <laughs> I said parentheses, New York, not necessarily Times Square. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, good, because I don't think you should be wanting to go back to Times Square. <laughs> I was like, it's true. It's true. So <laughs> In New York, where the where the buildings are billions of miles high, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, man. Remember how many times we saw the the Empire State Building with Com? Oh, like so many every times. Corner. Every yeah, corner it, is the Empire it, State Building. It's crazy. It's crazy that they literally designed the layout of New York so that every street you look down, you can see the Empire State Building. Yeah, I mean that building is just so tall. It's, it's I think so it's big, the tallest in the world. I mean, I think they say it's a million miles high. Maybe, probably. I mean, let's, let me take an idea. Let's see. Wikipedia.org Empire Strikes Building. Perfect. What do you say? Empire Strikes what? I got it. I got it. Yes, yes. I confirmed on Wikipedia, tallest building in the world by billions of miles. So You know how tall the World Trade Center is? How how tall? Seventeen seventy six. Seven hundred and seventy six feet. Yes. Boom. Boom. History reference. History. History. Except it's a little bit taller because of the spire, but they don't talk about that. Yeah. I think it's like eighty is like ten more feet or something higher. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think. And there's a whole weird thing in architecture in general about spires, antennas, and building height. That, is like, there? There's, yeah, is there's there a like controversy? It's, I don't know if it's, it's kind of, I think it was a controversy, but now it's just um, kind of an ambiguous area. Because there, the, the thing was, is how how do you determine what the height of a building is, right? If you, especially if you're comparing tallest building in the world um, or relative heights of buildings, um, do you do it just at the top of like the top floor or do you add any of the things on top? And then it gets into it. Like, is the thing on top just an antenna? Because I believe if it's an antenna, then it doesn't count. But if it's a decorative spire, then it should count um, to the overall height of the building. And then you have people that argue that they shouldn't count anyways, because it seems like kind of cheating to just throw a gigantic spire on the top of a building just to hit a certain height height level so they should just do it based on the overall level of all the floors of like actual like occupancy space um and then a second problem with the spire is that on the top of a very tall building is a good place for an antenna so it's like now it's like oh do we go functional and put an antenna on there even though that doesn't help us with our building height or do we kind of like go with the spire and get rid of the functional aspect because we want to kind of cheat our way to the top so that's a I believe I believe that's true. I might have just made all that shit up, but I believe I read that at some point. <laughs> so, like, who's debating this? Like, engineers or like? I think it's like it's like architecture type stuff. Maybe it's engineers. Who, whoever like they care that much about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I think like a big part of why they care is exactly what you said about how the World Trade Center isn't. 1776 right like it's not quite there yeah um and it's also like where do you measure that to right and so if they wanted to do that where is a 1776 measure to and to kind of be like figure out where a cutoff point is and also if you're building a giant building and you're trying to go for the new tallest building record like you have to kind of determine a what which is the previous tallest building and where do they measure that to? And then how do I get to surpass that? Right. What do you count in something that is considered taller? Um, uh-huh. and so I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know if there's an organization that does it or if it's just a general debate among the architecture or engineering community at large. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Next, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's next weekend or if it's two weekends from now. Um, Chicago, for those of you guys that are in Chicago, you might be interested. Uh, they have Chicago Open House where a bunch of um, distinct, cool buildings in Chicago have opened their doors and have an open house um, from like nine to five, like on a Friday and a Saturday where you can go in and see like interiors of buildings that you might not you know, typically be able to see. Um, which I think is kind of a kind of a cool thing to do. I know there is one, I think it's Wintrust Bank in downtown Chicago, right near the Board of Trade, and they're going to have an open house hours. And they just renovated their, like, they have, like, a three-story lobby with, like, giant stone pillars and, like, gold ceilings and stuff. And they just finished, like, a huge multi-million dollar renovation of that. And I think that's open um, for people to go in and see, which they normally wouldn't be able to. Because it's, like, a lobby that's on the second floor. So it's, like, a one above retail. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. Speaking of architecture, like, if you're in the Chicagoland area, I recommend checking that out. Because sometimes it's cool to, to see some inside of some buildings that you don't ne- necessarily get to go in and see and experience. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun. I think I'm going to try and do that maybe like over my lunch break on like Friday and then hang out there on Saturday. Not that one building, but kind of go see a few of them. Yeah. Have you ever seen the um, the video of the elevator inside of uh, the fuck World Trade Center? Oh, uh-uh, no. So at the ground level. So it, it's a video elevator. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's video screens all around it. And as okay. you go up. It shows you what New York looked like in time period as you climb the floors. Oh, really? So, like, buildings will go up and then down and then renovated, and it'll give you like a oh, year. That is so cool. Yeah. And, and then they get to the top, and then it's like um, it, the doors open up, and it's the windows of the top floor. And you oh, see modern day New York. So awesome. It's really, really cool, actually. That yeah. is really cool. That is really, really freaking like, cool. Like, that's just like a fun little design thing. That's. Yeah. That is a like, really fun design thing. Yeah. Um, talking about an, another design thing, um, Kotki, which I, I re What did you say? 
Kotki, K O T T K E, Kotki.org. Kotki? Kotki. 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 Now I'm saying his name, like now it doesn't sound. Here, I'm sending you a link. <laughs> so you can just, you can just read. Um, anyways, he, he had posted, um, posted a thing about maps and kind of redesigning and rethinking maps because like a typical two-dimensional map lacks so much information that's useful and um an example of that is just elevation changes and like using san francisco as a great example because they have such and seattle they have such extreme elevation changes between areas um if you just look at a regular 2d map it doesn't really necessarily show you that like oh if you take a left let's say you're walking or you're biking oh if you take a left here you're going up like one of the steepest hills in the world and even like Uh on a on like an accessibility standpoint that like, let's say you're in a wheelchair, right? Like, well, the route you take might change depending on whether it's a gradual slope up or if it's a very, very steep hill. Um, and so hmm. there'll, there'll be a link in the show notes to the post. And um, he has an, like, an example map of a graphics designer that was kind of rethinking and redoing how they could do it and show slopes. Um, and uh, what made me think of this was another thing that he was argue- arguing was that like Kaki's like, I don't just like, don't stop just at 3d maps because like another thing that we're kind of missing out with, with maps is like the fourth dimension of time because cities change so much over time. And it would be kind of cool if we could have some way to conceptualize that, like on maps, like how do they change? Um, and like, cause like, like you said, like the, with the elevator and the changes of New York, um, or like when I look at old photos of Chicago and just like areas now that, um, that are really, really hugely built up and like what they were a long time ago. It's just kind of crazy. Um, two ones that really huh. stick out to me is, um, if you've ever been to Chicago, the Field Museum, which is our natural history museum, it's right on the lake. Like, there's a museum campus that has, like, the Aquarium, Planetarium, Natural History Museum over there. And um, I remember at one of the anniversaries this year of the Field Museum, they showed a picture of, like, people lining up to it. And, like, it's, like, it's like almost, like, in the middle of, like, nothing. Like, it's just, like, like fields around it and you're like this is like chicago like <laughs> i like granted it is like on the lake so it's not really has like doesn't have tall buildings around it but like it still feels like it's kind of part of the city and you look at this one you're like oh my god there's like nothing um and another one that was when the um the Tribune Tower uh, was sold and the Chicago Tribune moved out of it to another building. Um, the Trib did a whole uh, article piece about like the building of the tower, um, building of the building that had their name on it. And seeing the photos of them building that building and there's no high rises around it. And now if you go in that area, it's like surrounded by high rises. It's just uh-huh. it kind of blows my mind. It's so crazy to see that, to think that like, oh, I could have been right next to there in a small building like I currently live in instead of in a high rise. So it's just it's really cool to see the changes of cities over time. Yeah, that is interesting actually. So like know. thinking now, like Google Maps has a lot of fucking stress on their hands. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting how, I forgot what class we were talking about this in, but like how different Google Maps is depending on where you live and Mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Like what, because like really, I guess when it comes to like borders of countries, like depending on where you live, like that border is different than what would be recognized by someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's always like that kind of, I don't know. There's like back and forth. Like there's this, there's this uh, city. I'm trying to think about where it was. I saw a video of it. That's like on the border of Canada and the U.S. Mm-hmm. Where literally the street goes down the middle of it, and one side of it is Canada on the street, and the other side is the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they have like this battle between like how do people like get to work and stuff, and like there's like a lot of like people have to show their passports and like it's yeah. like a whole big thing but on like maps they'll say all of it's in the US and then yeah. some of it but but they're saying that it's not there's like so much confusion you no, know it's that's so true it's so true um one thing that, that I think is really like interesting about that too is like that's like borders of countries and then 
in the United States, you you have uh, like an like another layer which is less extreme, but also has bigger problems. And the Washington Post did a article on this like five or six months ago. I thought, I'm going to see if I can find it and post it in the show notes. Um, but uh, about two towns, I think it was like on the border of was it like maybe it's like Virginia and what's the other one? Is it Tennessee that borders up to Virginia? I'm pulling up a map. I'm so bad. Yeah, pull pull it up. Pull it up. So bad geography. Let's see here. All all my Virginia friends, they're they're like really. No, it's between. (laughs) It's between. I think it's between Virginia and Kentucky. Um, Oh, and or Tennessee. Tennessee is on like the bottom border of Virginia. Anyway, somewhere around in the Virginia, there is a um, there is a town that's split between the two states and. On one side, and they have different mayors and all that kind of stuff. And like the main street is what actually divides them across the two. And because of the laws in the different states, like one of them is very like struggling a lot. And the other side is very prosperous. And you kind of have this problem that like makes it worse where like one side is very good to businesses and the other one isn't as good to businesses, whether it's taxes or something else. And so all the businesses are like on the prosperous side to it, but then it's made worse because people People go over there to shop, right? Because that's where the businesses are. And then it kind of reaffirms that that's where the businesses should be because they get the better tax treatment and people are going to go there anyways. Um, and like the two towns are just like one side dealing with all these huge drastic problems that they can't seem to fix because they're either kind of boxed in by state laws or boxed in by previous decisions with the municipality where literally across the street, um, everything's going great because of the different circumstances of there. And so like, if you look at a map, it's like that's that city is right there is one whole like city. But when you actually get down into it and the politics of it, like it isn't, it's vastly different because of the way it's actually set up and where it does actually fall. Um, uh-huh. So it's just, I don't know it's, it's kind of crazy about how that, how that stuff kind of works out that way. No, that is actually really interesting. So, huh? I got to make a note for myself to see if I can pull up that article. Put it in the put it in the Discord. Just yeah, drop it in there. Whatever, <laughs> exactly. it's fine. Exactly. We'll give it to Tiny later. Yeah. Uh, one other thing. Speaking of maps, is that there's that CGP Gray video um, about like the weird border of the United States and Canada, and how like mm-hmm. if you look all the way out, if you zoom all the way out, it's just one straight line, and then as you zoom in, they got like weird carve outs, like this weird jagged, jag. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it might have. I maybe that's where I saw it. Was the CP Gray video? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember now, but yeah. Strange. Canada, U.S. There'll be a link in the show notes. (laughs) Us just typing things is this podcast. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Just looking things up. Exactly. Here's part two of that. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, this actually, this kind of connects to something, maybe, that Mm -hmm. I can make connect in some way. um, (laughs) Or not. Um I came across a piece of journalism the other day that I was actually not very impressed with. And oh, I yeah? wanted to know your thoughts on this. Okay. So there was this article in the New York Times that was, it was an infographic climate piece about okay. how much hotter is your hometown than when you were born. All right. And I thought like, oh, this is going to be like kind of interesting because like it's going to talk about climate. It's going to see like it's going to localize it in some way Mm -hmm. and kind of like make people think about it. Right. Yeah. So I like did mine and I was like, I was surprised to find out that there was no difference in my climate. (laughs) Interesting. At all. Really? so then I saw like a Reddit article about like that linked it, this mm-hmm. article, and everyone was like talking about how like a lot of the numbers that they were using were just like not like they, they weren't calculating all these different places. So there was like a lot of um like towns that weren't even on the map. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like messed up all these different data sets and stuff. Oh, really? Here, I could send it to you. So maybe maybe you have a different... May, maybe there's a, a greater difference. Let me see. I'm going to check I'm it out. I'm not sure. Okay. 
All right. Because I, I also like the assumption that I made was like, oh, like I'm still young. Like I wasn't born that long ago, technically, you know. Yeah. So like maybe there just isn't that big of a difference. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Graphs. Graphs. <laughs> okay. Hold on. This is awful. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Okay. Hold on. I need to. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is so terrible. <laughs> hold on. I want to see. I'm trying to see if there's any identifiable information before I send a screenshot of this because I'm okay. using the post. Okay. Uh, in the show notes. Okay, so there's a link in the show notes of the image of my graph. And you can also tell me when you look at it if there's anything that you notice in this. Okay. Um, of my graph um, for where I live. Um, between when I was born and now. And first of all, what I didn't like is I, I hate articles that when that like they kind of like stay static and then as you scroll through them they add other information. Um, I sometimes find that irritating. Um, but for me, there isn't really um, that much of a difference between when I was born to now. If anything, it looks like it's a little bit lower. It's like lower. Yeah, yeah it's for lower you. in 2017 um, than when I was born when I was born in 1986. Um, so it's uh I find that I find that very interesting. Um but then the point that they're making is that by the time I hit 80 how many and average number of days at or above 90 degrees Fahrenheit is what it's actually graphing. Um and then it shows that like when I'm 80 what they anticipate for it to be. Um I it I, I don't know. I I just I don't I can see what they're trying to make, but I feel like just the fact that for me in the 31 years, not much has changed from 1986 and 2017 based on this graph and whatever data they're using to support it um, doesn't make their argument later as persuasive. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I think it, like it's it's like what what looking at this graph, what I'm taking from and it, obviously I haven't read the articles. I just saw it now. Um, it's uh it's a sorry. I'm looking at those. If, here's a zoomed in portion of the. Uh, oh no, I can't. That actually has my town name on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a. Uh, it's it's like if I was trying to make the argument for you that you should start saving money because you're going to have so much more in retirement because of compound interest. But the argument that I make to you is that if you had started saving when you were born, and you put away a dollar a year you know, now at age 31, you're going to have, you know, $36. You'd be like, well, that's not very persuasive. Like you're talking about yeah. have an extra $6. It's like, yes, that isn't a persuasive argument. And that isn't going to convince you that I should keep putting money away. But there is a way to make that argument that is convincing and persuasive. Right. And I feel yeah. like that's where the problem is, is that when the starting graph and the starting argument is like, okay, you're basically telling me that there hasn't been any change or that the number of days hotter is less than when I was born, then you're going to try and then convince me that because of this, at some point way in the future, it's going to be insanely hotter and that the climate change, like that, like, I feel like the art, the thing that you're using to set up your argument is just not good. Um, and just not very persuasive at all. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, a little, it's just weird. It is. Like, it's I, don't, very I don't, weird. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. Like, it's just, I, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, like this should be like an interesting article. Mm -hmm. But then you find it. So I, like, I started looking up other places, like in New York as well. So I looked up Rochester, mm -hmm. which is like kind of far in New York. Like it's Western New York, right? Mm -hmm. But there's not even data for it mm -hmm. because the New York Times is already telling me, oh, the Rochester area is not prone to 90 degree weather. <laughs> so try another city. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, Sure, it may not be 90 degrees that often in Rochester, but it mm -hmm. still hits 90 degrees there. Yeah, no, exactly. You know? So, exactly. and, and I think, oh. when I, 
part of the problem with what you're saying um, is like, let's say I'm from Rochester, like a part of this article. And the reason why they're doing it this way is they're trying to make it persuasive by saying your hometown, make it personal to me, um, yeah. which is then going to be more persuasive. And it's like, if I plug it in and it says, Ooh, you know how we're going to make this personal to you? Well, like this doesn't By the apply. Way, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sorry. We don't have the data that makes us personal to you. So like, why don't you just pick some other arbitrary place and just destroy the entire premise of what we're trying to do here? It's like, yeah. And yeah, I think somewhat what's problematic here is that these data sets, whatever they're using, I guess, mm -hmm. is only based on areas that are, quote unquote, prone to 90 degree weather, which I don't know where they're getting, like what information that is. Like, mm -hmm. how do they calculate? Like, do they take past data and find out how many days in the summer that area hit 90 degrees? I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, how is yeah. an area prone to 90 degree weather? That's what yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah I, I hear you on that. I hear on that. You know what's um what's an interesting contrast to that um, is uh so hurricane becoming tropical storm Florence um just went through this past week and if you want to talk about really good reporting and a really good use of the tools and technology that we have um did you see what the weather channel had done yeah for that? i saw that yeah With that the was storm surge and everything yeah, like yeah, yeah that was cool that was that's a great example of it there'll be a link to the wired story about it and then they have a video of the storm surge graphics and um stuff for that about the weather channels reporting on it um and they did and just a fantastic job and part of what it is it's the like it's not just tell you about it it's like actually show it to you especially like i feel like there is that thing where we kind of have the the human nature of being like i'm tougher than x and sometimes you get that around storms and evacuation where it's like i'm not scared of that like i'm not gonna be like those weak people that think they have to run away from hurricanes or storm surges or anything like that and it's yeah. like but yes you do at times and the weather channel did a very good job and the way they did it is they kind of started off where um the reporter the weather person was kind of just talking about what's going to happen with the standard what you would expect from a weather broadcast behind them right on the green screen behind them they have the numbers and the charts and the figures and all that kind of stuff but then they like pull the camera out and next thing you know like she's standing like on a street next like surrounded by like buildings buildings and cars and then they use graphics to show like what the storm surge water levels are going to be and as they're doing it she's explaining wh why this is dangerous and is that it's getting higher and higher like at a point it's like three feet above her head and you're like and there's like a car floating next to her and you're like yes okay now when you tell me that it's going to be like eight feet deep yeah. i now understand why eight feet deep is bad like in my head i'm thinking eight feet deep i'm like oh i've been in a pool that's eight feet deep like that's not that scary and then i see this <laughs> shit i'm like oh my god yes like, <laughs> i i will make sure i evacuate right now um but yeah like like it's just it's kind of it's interesting to see like the between just these two randomly articles that you and I picked out um, about, you know, what can be bad reporting and a bad persuasive argument compared to something that is very well done. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, I don't know. And it's also kind of cool to see the, um, a good use of the changes in technology and the tools that we have available to us. So uh, really the weather channel is lit. Like they are oh, yeah. really good oh, at yeah. <laughs> doing stuff. Did and they're always coming up with good stuff to like, like good ways of reporting stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. Did you hear about the thing with the technology behind that demonstrate that that uh, storm surge? Uh, no, I, I haven't read the Wired article, but I'm going to read it after. Yeah, you should. One one cool thing, one very interesting thing is that a week ago this was not possible that they were they were building this new immersive green screen studio and with the approach of florence they had crews working around the clock so they can get it done in time for reporting on that and so it was really? like literally like down to the wire like we pulled out all the stops to make sure that this got done for our reporting on florence um and wow. so like if they hadn't done that it wouldn't like not that like you know whether this graphic and this thing made any difference who knows but like it's just crazy that like it's not like they were just sitting on this and they've had this available for the last year. It's like they literally finished this project like 
in the past 10 days. Holy um, crap. Wow. This That's off. cool. So, yeah, it is, is kind of cool. So it's not like, so it really is like the cutting edge technology for what the weather channel has available. It's not like just like, Oh, why don't we just repurpose this thing we've been doing before? It's like, they're like, no, we are investing in new tools going forward. And here you're starting to see some of the product of what we've been investing in, which is really cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Yeah, no. You go, fun. Weather Channel. You go, you go. Um, one thing I want to go back to really, really quickly is uh, speaking of hometowns and speaking of Google Maps and stuff like that, a really cool thing that I love to do, um, and it's not available everywhere, but it's available for like, a lot of places that I have been or lived. Um, did you know, like in Google Maps, when you go into Street View, you can go backwards in time um, to like what their previous Street Views were for that area? Yes. Yeah. So incredibly cool. Like I pulled up where I live now and they they have data back to 2011, which was only seven years ago. But the street I live on has drastically changed. Like yeah. the building next to me has done like complete renovations, has like a complete new like um, facade and front windows and everything. And the buildings like on either side of that and on the other side of me, like don't exist anymore. <laughs> like they have been replaced by new buildings just in the last seven years. And so it's just, it's so cool to see that kind of thing sometimes. Damn. I want to um, go look up mine now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. I haven't, I remember looking at it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Oh my god, even this is 2013. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. So, and, and, and you know, it makes me a little bit jealous of future generations because it's so cool for me to see old pictures of Chicago um, and kind uh -huh. of like travel back in time and see what it was like. Um, and people like future generations are going to have so much more than what we have because Google street maps, they can literally be like, Hey, I wonder what the street looked like when my grandpa lived on it when he was 30. Like, yeah, it just, it's all like, accessible. Yeah. So that is, that is kind of cool. One cool thing about the massive data collection um, is that we do, we <laughs> do nice have thing. some of <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> One nice thing about selling our soul to the data gods is that yeah, like, right? we get to do this at some point in the future. Wait, how do you change the date? I'm trying to like okay okay you, you go you can't go with specific dates but like if you go let me pull into somewhere Ugh, let me just because like I I remember doing this a long time ago and okay so like... so for me the way it works is let me click on Street View mm -hmm. and then if you look at the top left it'll say the address and underneath it says Street View and then a date and yeah, if you yeah, click yeah. that there it has a slider oh I don't have a slider oh you don't have a slider maybe that area doesn't have it back to a certain date. Do you, does it have like a little clock I, with arrows on it to the left of Street View in the the month and year? No. Hmm. Well, let me try clicking somewhere else and see. I'm gonna send you mine. I, I remember this doing this before. I'll send you mine real quick, and, and you can you. This won't be on show notes, but Skanky can look at it. <laughs> Note to self: Do not put this in the show notes. <laughs> AK note the tiny. Oh, I see it on yours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, weird. Oh, that's cool. Now look how look how much it changes. Look at the building. Um, like, and what's interesting actually is my building. Um, it doesn't even have that color exterior anymore because they changed that this year. So, oh wow, yeah, this has really changed. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it has changed, which is I don't know. It's it's really cool to see. Damn, so. I'm jealous. You got this cool thing. I I swear, I looked in the past and I saw. <laughs> now I look like a liar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You, you liar. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> Don't I mind swear. me. I'm just traveling around Chicago right now back in 2011. So <laughs> I'm, I'm literally a time traveler. Forget so. you. Forget you. Forget you. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to find a way to do this. <laughs> maybe I can do it on Google Earth. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe, I, maybe. Maybe I saw it on Google Earth. Maybe. So you, while you're looking at that, I want to tell you about, I forgot, I wanted to tell you about me being an old man. Um, and oh, okay. I was, was going to kind of tie this into the Riot Fest story, um, but I completely forgot. And I, one thing about when I go to Riot Fest, I have this, we're going to hopefully talk about this more next week, but I kind of have like a pack that is just for 
outdoor music festival essentially right like it has usually has the same stuff in it and i can just kind of grab that and go and it has like a can- two liter camelback so i can have water and hydration um it's got some nice pockets to sneak in cliff bars because they're not allowed um uh-huh. it, always, it has sunscreen in it so i can put sunscreen on um but it has the 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 piece de resistance um and probably my favorite purchase in the <laughs> music wise in the past year and a half um it has my my earplugs because i don't want to ruin my hearing um and it is possibly the best purchase i've ever made i walk around and my ears don't hurt because of the loud noises but i still get the full like audio range you just takes out all like the harmful like volumes and it is great i'm just sitting there rocking out and i'm like i look like i'm 50 and i think back to like my first concert like i went to uh me and jenny went to an edm concert a few weeks ago and Jesus, I'm so happy I had those earplugs in because like the bass is like shaking my chest. Like I think it might have like adjusted my heart rate a little bit. (laughs) It is that intense. And I'm like, my ears are fine. And I'm like, oh my God, if I didn't have these in, like my hearing, like I will be deaf at like 38. (laughs) It would be so bad. But then I think to all the concerts I went to when I was younger and like points where like my friends wanted to stand up by the speaker and like I remember remember one i think we saw um shit you know the band fun what was the their band before that the format we went to go see the format and i remember there's a speaker right on the stage or right near the stage and there's a guy standing with his hands on a speaker head banging into the speaker with nothing oh protecting God. his ears and you're like that guy cannot hear anything today um but i look at it and i'm like <laughs> I, I, but i look at it and i'm like i was standing like five feet back from him and like i'm still an idiot and i remember like one of my first concerts i ever i was ever at was it we saw disturbed maybe um in tinley park illinois and i remember standing there and seeing this guy in front of me and where he had earplugs in and like look at this nerd look at this old man who wears earplugs way to be hardcore man like come on come on i'm never gonna be like you and then fast forward right fast forward like not even 20 years i'm like i'm like the man that's like oh my god kids let me tell you best purchase ever (laughs) i forgot my apricot juice at home Uh, between sets yesterday, I took the earplugs out. I put it in my pocket, and I have like a little case that holds them. And we got to a band a little bit later, and I pulled out the case, and it was empty. I started to panic because I was like, "Did I lose my earplugs? And what do I do now?" <laughs> and earplugs? Do you have like those custom fit ones? No, get... no, I'm not okay. that fancy. I the ones I have are eargasm something, um, and they work. They work very, very well. So I recommend it. And also, you kind of have this moment where. Where you, I, I feel like I have a camaraderie with other smart people that have earplugs in. Um, going back to the EDM concert real quick, I don't, I don't know if I told, did I tell you this story on Shenandoah? I don't think I did. No, no, Either I didn't way, even I know you went talk. to an EDM concert. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I'm a cool no. kid now. I am a cool kid. Yeah, you're pretty on, hip. It was on a Sunday night and I'd work the next day. I got Whoa. done at like 2 a.m. It was awesome. Um, anyways, but no, so um, so me and Jenny went to it and we're both over 30. And so we both have earplugs in and the crowd at this EDM concert, it was an it was an it was a Lollapalooza after show. So the average age of everybody was 18 and a half, I would say. Like okay. they, they were super young. Um, and like so much so that I think it's like me, her, and like maybe three other people had the 21 plus wristbands. <laughs> like everyone else, like oh, had shit. like the 18 wristbands fans and um so we're standing in the middle of this crowd and all these very very young people and halfway through the show i look over to my right and there's the only other two like old people there like older people both with earplugs in and i'm like we're like in the very middle it's like how did we find each other it was meant to be (laughs) the four the four older people at this edm show wearing earplugs so that is so funny i love that (laughs) but yeah that was fun so buy earplugs eargasm they're not even that expensive they're like probably like 20 bucks or something like that so that's not too bad no, no. If you go to any 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 amount of live music, I recommend them. So. All right. Well, when I when I hit thirty, I'll do that. <sighs> you got a few years. You got what? I got I got a years? couple of years. You got 13, 12, 11 years. Uh. How young do you think I am? Nineteen and a half. 
19 and three quarters. Is it if, you, is it if you're under 20, you still count by quarters of years? <laughs> like, I think, right? I don't yeah. know. Is that true? I, I, I don't, we have to go find ourselves a 19 and a half year old so they can tell us. We should. Oh, my God. I'll be 25 in November. Holy shit. Reduced uh, car insurance. You can rent a car. When we go on a road trip, I'll let you oh, pay shit, the I rental. Oh, shit, I can. Or is that 26? I think it's 25. Oh, is it 25? Cool. That's Finally. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm now enough over it that it doesn't even cross my mind. I just walk into a car rental place and get a car. Well, if <laughs> I get if I get the Hertz, if I become a Hertz Gold Club member, I could rent. Ooh, look at I think you. at like 20 something lower, like 22, I think you can. Do you have a, uh, do you have a preferred car rental? No. Have you ever rented a car? I can't. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that's short term memory loss. Like, my hearing is going to be great, but my memory is just going to be Yeah, you know what? I don't think you, should, you shouldn't worry about the ears. You should probably. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh Take my some God. fish oil pills or something. <laughs> So true. I I drink my prune juice every morning. Prune juice. <laughs> I eat my yogurt. It helps with all the the pipes in the system. Oh, yogurt's great. Yeah, you gotta oh. you gotta make sure those pipes are clean. Exactly, exactly. Um, but no, but uh, I've only I've actually only ever really rented. I've rented a car twice, and both times I've rented a car was in the L.A. area. Um, I rented one. For before TwitchCon when I went, that was what two years ago. Um, and because I started up in LA, and then I went to Disneyland, and then we drove down to San Diego. So I rented a car for that, and then um, when me and Deathcake went to Overwatch League, I rented a car for that. So uh, those are the only two times I've rented a car. But um, in Chicago, they have this really. Have you ever heard of Car to Go? Do you guys have that in New York? Car to Go? No. Yeah. I, we I have a lot of restrictions on that in New York, actually. Oh, see that's. That, that that's that's such a pain um they just released it in chicago um and i absolutely love it. i was when i like because i don't have a car and for the, for those guys that don't know like you have things like Zipcar where it's like if you don't have a car you can sign up for Zipcar and then you can kind of like get a car like it's almost like car rental like on demand for like a period of like a few hours um but what car to go is is it's a similar thing but they kind of just have cars scattered throughout the city and um the nice thing about it is it's kind of one way like you don't have to like with zip car you have to like start somewhere and return the car back to that place with car to go in chicago is you kind of you hop in the pricing is like i think it's like something like 18 cents a minute um and you can get in use the car it kind of charges you for how much time you're using the car and then you can just park it anywhere that there's legal parking including residential permit areas in chicago um and so it's cool because you can like go grocery shopping and then pick up the you know car to go that's like in the area and then just drive that home and then park it on your residential street and just leave it there um and it's it's super convenient and i really i really love it as a someone that doesn't have a car and wants to never buy a car um and i think it would also be useful if someone was like trying to get rid of the car and they're like i only need it for these few things this would kind of fit in and actually it worked out well like dodger had to go get his teeth cleaned which means they had to put him um under anesthetics and it was i was like i don't want to make the dog walk home like that feels kind of shitty after he was just put under um and so i got him and then just got in a car to go and drove him home with that and it cost me like you know three or four dollars where my other option would have been to get an uber for ten twelve dollars to get home um wow, so that's it, interesting yeah that's so it's pretty nice. cheap it is it is it's nice it's a nice flexibility um for not having a car but also it's the nice thing that i think everyone in a city can appreciate that is it takes cars off the road right like and so by me not having a car it's one less car that they kind of have to throw out into the population um and so that means it kind of alleviates a lot of other problems so uh they just started this in chicago this year actually back in july so it's only been up active for not even two months yet um and so far it's awesome i I haven't used it that much which is also i think a nice thing like i don't need to use it all the time um but in those you know rare circumstances i do it's there and available for me so it's a i think it's been a a nice development for the transit in chicago yeah that sounds awesome yeah it was it's good stuff it's good stuff yeah see i never had to rent a car for anything really and i can't anyway so Yeah. yeah soon soon can i rent a can i get a car to go 
Uh, I think it might be the same 25 restriction. Shit. I know. Well, soon. Soon. Hashtag soon. Hashtag, Hashtag soon. soon. It's it's kind of one thing that's kind of funny though is um because like living in Chicago the way I do and I don't have a car when I travel to other places it's not something that necessarily crosses my mind right like because especially if I'm traveling to other cities but when you get towards the west coast not all cities are built like midwest or especially east coast cities right because they have a lot more land to expand on um and so a lot of them are spread out a lot more where you actually need a car to get around but like i'm so used to like chicago or even having visited new york now like if i lived in new york like first of all there's no freaking way i would have a car there oh you Um, can't yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but like if I went to travel somewhere from New York to somewhere else, I think that wouldn't be high on my list of things I would be considering, right? Because I'd be so used to like living without one. And then I get to the city and I'd be like to wherever I'm going, I'd be like, oh shit, like I actually need a car for this. Um, and then I have to go rent a car uh and kind of take care of that. But it's not usually something that's high up on my mind when traveling anymore. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So skanky. Yeah. Um what is your favorite meal of the day? I think we've talked about this before. But we I, have 100% talked about it. No, this. but I have, I have strong opinions at this point right now. My favorite has always been lunch. Really? Yes, I'm really? a lunch man. Interesting. Why? What do you like about lunch? I love sandwiches. I love sandwiches are... Sandwiches are so fucking bomb. <laughs> I I have always loved sandwiches. Like, just n- nothing. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know what they do with that deli to make <laughs> the sandwich true. taste better. It's but so true. when they make a sandwich, it's just a hundred times better than when I make it. Yeah, right, right. You can have the exact same ingredients. And, exactly. And the, they the, always do a better job. And the worst part about it is, is that when they advertise that the type of meat or whatever that they're using, like the brand that they're using of deli meats, is the exact same as what you would normally buy, and they still somehow make it taste better. You're like, you're using the same raw materials as me. Yet you can construct this mofo like nothing else. Like, I how? don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I think I it's either. like how they place it but it doesn't it shouldn't matter no it shouldn't i want to be classically trained in deli prep me like, too <laughs> just i'm gonna get a job at a deli place just to learn yes. the the secrets yes. no i i, I hear you on that one um that, that that's tough you've almost won me over to to lunch do you know what my favorite i think you know what my favorite meal is breakfast yes easily easily i had breakfast today um I wonder if I have the photo saved. I sh- I should see if I can if I have it saved. I should send it to you. I had possibly one of the best breakfast meals I've had in a very long time. Tell um, me, it was the whole. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show, show show me. You. I, I sometimes like I get on a roll real quick. Just a little bit of a side note um, about when we're recording shenanigans. Like you could tell when there's like ones where it's just like we want to make tiny work. Like Skanky says to oh, me yeah. beforehand, and he's like he's like how about today we just put all the shit in the show notes and i'm like that's not true (laughs) tiny you know skanky okay she knows it's not true yeah so i had this today it was it was so goddamn good i just think um underneath so good underneath underneath that it's it's chorizo potatoes red bell peppers and jalapeno peppers um underneath that um i don't think there's any cheese which is the one thing that i would change is that i would i would maybe see if i could put some cheese on it but then i had an over medium egg on top of that there's some weird i would not have put this on it was great when i ate it and i wouldn't change anything about it but if you would have asked me beforehand the red stuff is this it's a some type of ketchup that normally Uh wouldn't have put on there but there's so little on it that i think it works well the white is like some type of sour cream and then the piece de resistance I've now said twice in this goddamn podcast is the guacamole on top. <laughs> and oh my god, it was so Dude, incredibly, so, good. so incredibly good. But yeah, so that the entire I'm eating this and I ate this this morning. Um, and the entire time I'm thinking is like I cannot wait to tell Skanky about this thing on her shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I have a food finish right now, and I want this is to tell right up my this. alley. This so, this meal right here, is yeah, it, I would eat this immediately. Oh, it's so good. Like, and I think the reason why I have to say breakfast is my my number one is because 
it's the one that I look forward to the most, right? Like I, I mm-hmm. look forward to other meals for different reasons. I think breakfast is the one that I look forward to because of what I'm about to eat, right? Like I look forward to dinners, like when I'm going to go out with other people and try new food and have something that's exciting. But like, I'm looking forward to breakfast just because I want everything on that goddamn menu. Um, and you have the entire range. You have like the salty, savory breakfast, meat, eggs, potatoes but then all the way over to the other end with the the sweets with like the pancakes or french toast or waffle like just covers everything there's something for everyone in breakfast i agree i I like breakfast foods yeah i just don't have like a hardcore breakfast all the time you know like i feel like you have hardcore breakfasts i i try and have a hardcore breakfast like once to twice a week usually on the weekends yeah but during the week, I use, a lot of times I skip breakfast. I've been trying to force myself into more of a fruit and yogurt parfait in the morning. Something on my way out the door so I'm not starving by lunchtime. Um, yeah. But yeah, not as much. So not as much during the week. But all right, you guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, commute, whatever the world you do, we will be there to help you out with it. Not literally, figuratively, in spirit. <laughs> you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you have a comment or question, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash pod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the discussion where there is a Discord server go to shenantics.rock slash about and click the invite link so you can hang out with all the other shenantics fanatics all week long talking about all the great stuff and how much everybody loves breakfast as their favorite meal of the day if you think what we do is good and important to the world leave us a five-star review on the itunes store uh it really does help i think maybe i shouldn't say that i don't know if it helps but it i actually don't hurt. know if it does anything but i don't, I don't do either. it anyway you do it anyways let's see if it helps it's up to you skanky where can they find you on the internet they can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s-k-x-n-k-y and on twitter at iskanky i-s-k-a-n-k-y and on instagram at skanky s-k-x-n-k-y i'm cool where can they find you they can find me on twitch twitter and instagram at the same username mcole underscore m-c-u-l with the underscore symbol it's been great talking to you this week bud great talk with you too i'll talk to you next time goodbye bye, bye.